Unless you live under a rock, pay no attention to electronic or print media, then what I'm about to say is no surprise to you whatsoever. Do you say happy anniversary on a day like this? Ten years ago today, actually almost ten years ago to this moment. Right. Because it was between 8.30 and was. 9 o'clock exactly in the morning right. on September yep. 11, 2001, that the first plane uh, crashed into uh, the, I think it was the North Tower. Yeah. Uh, Tower 2, I believe, was hit first, if I'm not mistaken. I get that confused I now. I details, yeah. Uh, and I won't bore you with the details. I was on Manhattan Island that day, so I have very vivid, vivid personal memories of that day. My wife was... Here in Frederick, we live near Fort Detrick, and there was concern that Detrick would be a, a target. Yeah, so my family was evacuated from our home that day. We called um, everybody. I called my brothers. I called my mom and dad. It just felt like I needed to make contact with people that day. We have a dear friend of our uh, family who lives in the New York City area of New Jersey who uh, suffered a breakdown after, in the aftermath of wow. September 11th because of all the friends that were lost. Wow. And his guilt over having survived. And he has not fully recovered to this day, 10 years later. Wow. And in the aftermath of that, by the way, this is the Frederick Faith Debate on Frederick's News Radio 930 WFMD, brought to us by Putman Plumbing and Heating, How Can We Make You Smile, and Deer Valley Landscape, Hardscape, and Masonry. Uh, Shane, good friend of mine, the Putman's good friends of mine. You can trust them both uh, with work at your home. Uh, Jonathan Schweitzer, Senior Pastor at Crossroads Valley Chapel, thank you, and co-founder of the Faith Debate Show, coming up on seven years, coming if you can believe seven it. Years. And Fahim Yunus, who is uh, Dr. Fahim uh, Yunus, is the Secretary of Education for the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community in the United States of America. And a physician. Yes. So if you don't like him for one thing, you can like him for the other. Come on, how can you hate a doctor? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? He's he got kids, people. he's got a wife, he's he got a flag people. pin on his jacket. So anyway, in the aftermath of all of that, uh, it seemed like there was crickets where there should have been an outcry of American Muslims saying, they're not us. And when we first started this show uh, almost seven years ago, yep. one of the earliest shows we did uh, had... A Muslim guest on local guy local guy and we were asking the question hey why don't you guys speak up will you speak up now and he was resistant to yeah it's it amazing how he didn't support the attacks was. but he would not denounce the attacks yeah and we were screaming Wanda where are you guys we're responsible where are you guys who yeah. will denounce this from the from the Muslim perspective yeah and the Ahmadiyya community apparently represents that perspective. Absolutely. Your voices were drowned out or ignored at that point for a long time, and it just seems like recently I've begun to hear some things about you guys. So were you not as bold in shouting early, and or were you bold people were ignoring you? Why all of a sudden am I familiar with, with you guys? And That's your a great question. Let me tell you a little bit of background. First of all, I think I condemned those attacks with every possible cell and in my body. And you did so right away? I did so right away as well, and but vocally? I'll, I'll tell you exactly, you okay. know, yeah. I was I was an average Joe, I was an infectious disease physician back then, right? and I had no clue that I'll be on a radio show 10 years from now. Mm. This is a sea change for me. It's almost like, you know, you've turned a horse you into a zebra. You do it well. You're well-spoken. I don't know. You smile when you talk. They can't see that. You give me golden but, handshakes like you right. did last week. But I can tell you that I have gone through an enormous metamorphosis as probably hundreds of thousands of other Muslims have. And I'll tell you a little background. I, I was born and raised in Pakistan, in Lahore, cosmopolitan city. And when I was training in New York, New York felt like the lap of a mother. The city just pulls you in, no matter what color, shade, creed you are. It just brings you in. Hmm. And I'll tell you, on 
June afternoon. I was trained in New York. It's funny. So many of us feel like New York, I know. from an American perspective, exactly. is yeah, like, right, right. you know, anger. Many of my patients here in Baltimore, they've never visited New yeah, York. But, but I can from, tell you. Coming from Lahore, right. when you got to New York, you felt like it was friendly it and was loving like and embracing. It was my mother. You know, it's, we should write was, Giuliani and tell him he did a good beautiful. job. And I'll, I'll tell you, it just gives me goosebumps to this date because I was sitting, you know, we fellows would have our lunch and sometimes the secretaries we would just sit and have lunch together. This yeah. was June of 2001, three months before September 11th. And our secretary says, Dr. Yunus, and we're talking about Islam and this crazy terrorism and whatever else. And she, she knew me. She knew my position, where I stand on these issues. And she goes, Dr. Yunus, you mark my words. If we ever get attacked... It's going to be New York. And I look at her, I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't say that, right? Interesting, yeah. Within, and then this is the year when, remember, the Super Bowl? Ravens won. Yeah. You know, we, were, we mm. were the winners in 2001. I came here we? for my interview. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, I got nothing to say about the Redskins, right. but nevertheless, so, yeah. I came here for my interview. <laughs> Three months later, I was seeing patients in the hospital here in Baltimore yeah. when my secretary told me that an airliner, a jetliner right. is... Ha- so that's my memory, yeah. thinking somebody told me three months ago it's going to be New York. Do you think it was somebody that like knew somebody that knew somebody that was planning it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's, I think again, we should call the CIA and make sure that we uh, track that down. I think it was their strength. It was their conviction that it represented the heart of the nation in certain oh. ways. Oh. It was their pride of the land. But anyway, hmm. and my reaction to that was numb. I was like yeah. a four-year-old kid yeah. who doesn't know how to react to that. Like I'm, I'm appalled, yeah. but I don't think that as a physician I can tell my patients, I'll tell my children, right. I'll, you know, I'll talk to youth in my mosque, right. but I didn't really feel compelled to come on radio, TV. That was not my forte. I was, I was a scientist. I was a doctor, right? Mm. So I felt like those who are running the mosques, those who are having the titles today, it's their job. They'll come out and condemn. And in Ahmadiyya Muslim community, we did everything we could. We, we had prayer vigils. People were coming to our mosque. We did everything. Oh, Zaki Kaus, you remember That's Zaki? Exactly right. Yeah. You know, he's an imam. Very good friend of mine. Yeah. Young guy. He's our age. That's you know, right. he's, he's got young kids like we do. And and what was it? Two years in that we I'm brought smiling because he said he's a young guy. He's our age. I'm smiling <laughs> at that. Anyway, that's, that's good for you to smile at that. <laughs> Go ahead. You're, you're a young guy still. <laughs> so we know young that. gets older every year. That's what I noticed. <laughs> so, anyways, but but the point is, is that is that when was it that we ran into those guys? Because the Ahmadian community here uh, wanted to move into Frederick. That's I two, remember yeah. two, three years and ago, and nobody. Nobody could quite get their head around the fact that this is not a fundamentalist Muslim group, right. but this was an Ahmadiyya Muslim group. In fact, we were, so, you know, we had them on the show. We talked through all those things. You know, right. we met with a bunch of pastors and them right. back in the day. And even still, there was a sense that nobody could quite delineate between the two. You know, that they just was were all one big group. Exactly. Now, Americans. the Ahmadian community from the very beginning, those who were in leadership at the time, because you weren't in leadership like you are now, they were speaking out. They but, were. But their voices maybe weren't being heard. That's I, exactly right. Because I heard nothing about it. Right. But now the, the Shiite and, and Ahmed was... That's exactly yeah, right. He's he a was local guy, as right? Well. Yes. He was involved. I remember meeting with him, and they did speak up pretty clearly that they condemned It's in print things. media. You know, like, interestingly, people talk about holy war and jihad, and that's what I was telling you before the show. Our... Ahmadiyya Muslim community hails the first Muslim periodical in USA titled Muslim Sunrise. It was launched in 1921. 
and in 1921, because in the Silent Cow was president. It's in post 9/11. Silent era, Cow. Yeah, Calvin Coolidge. They called him Silent Cow. Okay. Oh, Cal. This is Silent Cow. What? No, Cow. There was an article in 1921 Muslim Sunrise denouncing the jihad of the sword and essentially saying that jihad means struggle with your inner self. So we are no post 9-11 bandwagon that's just come out yesterday. Yeah, clearly that's the case. Yep. Now, so I just wanted to make sure that we've been saying excellent. this message yep, yep. for the past 90 years, not just tomorrow. But you know, my perception, and I don't think it's I'm alone in this perception, is that on the whole, the Muslim community in America was kind of quiet when they had a real good opportunity to stand up and say, that's not us. Like the Westboro Baptist Church out of Kansas that you know, protests at the, uh, the, the funerals of, of our fallen soldiers and you know, has hateful things about homosexuality on their signs. And just and they call themselves a Christian Baptist Church. Everybody and, denounce them. And we're like, no, 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 no. They're neither Christian or Baptist, as I understand it. Right. That's not us. And we didn't hear a lot of that. That's my sense. And I think you, you, I think you agree that maybe we didn't hear enough of that it's, 10 it's, years it's, ago. It's very complicated. It's very complicated. The way I see it as a physician that if my, you know, we, this is what I teach all the time to my students as well, that when your patient goes through surgery and next day they say their belly hurts, you give them medication. And if after giving five, 10 milligrams of morphine, they say it still hurts, you don't question their pain. You give them more till their pain goes away. Okay. So I think what might have happened, and I'm just giving you one of the possible explanations, that the country was hurting way more than what some of the Muslim leaders thought it was. And they just denouncing once, just writing one piece, just making one press conference is not enough. Like I'll tell you, well, that's today, interesting. So, so you're 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 kind of uh, advocating the idea that that the even the fundamentalist Muslims in the United States weren't reacting because they they just didn't get how hurtful it was. I'm saying this could be United one States. possibility, but here's here's an example as to what we are doing. That's interesting because because all of a sudden you've gone from defending the Ahmadian approach to defending all of Islam's no, approach. No, no, in the no, United not States. at all. I'm glad you opened that up because that's not at all. I oh, will, so, so you're meaning to defend the Ahmadian Muslim I will, responses? No, no, I, will, I was just going to give you an example as to how do you go the extra mile. I was just going to give you an example as to how do you control that pain. Okay, but what I'm saying is that, that just now you said that you, you don't think the Muslim community understood how much pain there was. When you said that, are you referring to the Ahmadiyya Muslim community? or you mean I'm the, referring to the, almost the all Muslim of them. Muslim community no, no, at large in, in, in the United States. Jonathan, I'm referring Very to all of them. The reason is because when I go to their websites, I see these press reports. I see some very clear condemnation. But here's the point. Today at the 10th anniversary of 9-11, yeah. the Ahmadiyya Muslim Youth Group, we have pledged that we will raise 3,000 blood bags this year, yeah. commemorating 9-11. Yeah. We want to save life in order to commemorate the 3,000 lives okay, so, lost. We will be having a, a walk-a-thon in so New York today. So I gotta tell you that, that it was a little bit disconcerting to me just a few minutes ago when, when all of a sudden you went to giving a, an apologetic for the whole Muslim community uh, because um, because I've been kind of developing as we've been talking here this sense that that you represent the Ahmadiyya Muslim right. uh, approach and that Ahmadiyya Muslims have a certain mentality, and so I guess I feel like I need then to hear from you um, 
what, what what was the difference at that point between the Ahmadian Muslim response and the rest of the the Muslim community here in the United States? Because uh, and maybe you can only speak for what the Ahmadian Muslim right. uh, mentality was, but but I need to, I need to know if there's any difference because sure. if there is no difference, then that means that I go back to lumping you in with everybody else, and I kind of feel like that's not what you want me to do. You can do whatever you like. I'll just tell you where I stand. My issue is, and I always say this that you got to be Claritin clear. You remember that ad of Claritin where there's a haze and somebody just right. comes and says, you know, be Claritin clear. By the way, I have no Good stance. metaphor. Yeah, no, yeah. no interest. Not you a sponsor of the show. Not a sponsor <laughs> of the show. I have you no interest. You must be a physician. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. an interest, right? <laughs> what I say He's to He's mentioned my, it now. We have to do a 30-second disclaimer about all the side effects that you get with Claritin. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Ask your doctor. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> that's good. But see, the point yes. is, Ahmadiyya Muslims are Claritin clear on these issues. And other Muslims are not. Okay. And okay. I, so I you do draw a distinction. Absolutely. There. You and, want them to be, but you I don't invite, feel like they have been. I have written about it. I have this on the record. Okay. There's an op-ed okay. I wrote about it when Peter King was making, you know, having these hearings. And I said, Muslim community has to be Claritin clear. And I don't see them as Claritin clear on these issues. And do you think they, the, the rest of the Muslim community that are not Ahmadi Muslims, do you think that they are not Claritin clear because because philosophically they're f- they, they are not opposed to violence uh, against those that are um, non-Muslim? See, I'm, I'm not a divisive person by nature, sure. so I'm not going to get into their head and see what they think. I'll tell you what makes us Claret and Claire, and that is universal leadership. Ahmadiyya Muslim community has a universal leadership. We are established in 190 countries, and we have one leader, which we call the Khalifa. The Khalifa has clearly denounced every act of terror. In fact, when Jill and Poston had those nasty cartoons about Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, that Friday he gave a sermon and he said, we don't like it, we abhor it, but we're not going to threaten any, anybody for their life. We're not going to go and burn property. We will get engaged in a rational discourse. We'll talk about it. But we're not going to behave in a, in a nasty, crazy way because we're representing our Prophet. That set the tone for our community in 190 countries. There's never been a single attack of extremism associated with any Ahmadiyya Muslim. So I think the issue is you have a central leadership that keeps you sane, that keeps you straight, and Are, gives you that message of peace and love. And when if you don't have the leadership, then of course the message goes in 10 different directions. Now you're saying the Ahmadiyyan approach is the approach of Islam. That's right. right. So the, the, the radical element uh, within what we would identify as Islam that has this, you know, sword first mentality and, you know, down with the infidel, it's off with their heads, that, sort, that they're not truly Islam? Are they not Muslim? See, that's an interesting point. I will say their acts are not befitting of the acts of a Muslim. When you say about defining Islam... So they're going to get right. 70 virgins? There's not, no such thing as 70 virgins in the Quran. There's, there's no not? Such, in, in Quran, the word, there is no such thing as 70 or 72 or Okay, any so that's versions. a theological distinct, distinction that Ahmadian No, and nobody, make. nobody in the world can show you in the Quran. So even those extremists, interestingly, what many people don't know, they, these people don't know how to read and write. They're dying of hunger. So somebody comes along and he says, hey, you want to ride with me in the bus? I'll pay you equivalent of $10, which will You're last you... You're telling me that the 70 virgins thing is not in the Quran? Is it in the Hadith? It is not in the Quran. It is... And in the way the Hadith is interpreted... Yeah. There's, there's a very beautiful YouTube video on this. Your, your 
listeners can go online. It's an Ahmadian. No, I was going to say, thing? it's from an agnostic Jew. Okay. Her name is Leslie Hazelton. Okay. L E S L I E Hazelton, H A Z L E T O N. Just go on YouTube, search for Leslie Hazelton. It's about a 10 sure. minute video. And it's about and the 70 virgins from the Hadith. She answers this question from Quran and Hadith in a TED talk. These are, you know, TED Talks. You, your listeners might be familiar with it. Oh, it shows, and I and I just wanted. And it to shows what? It basically she she tells from data that that's a complete fabrication, just to incite the youth and get them on their bandwagon. They want people to be doing whatever they want them to do. It's mind control, which is not grounded in any kind of data from Quran or authentic hadith. That's the voice of Dr. Fahim Yunus. Uh, Sorry about that. He is the Secretary of Education for the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community in the United States. So Jonathan Schweitzer, Senior Pastor at Crossroads Valley Chapel. I'm Troy Skinner. This is the Frederick Faith Debate on Frederick's News Radio 930 WFMD. So I'm still not clear on the answer then. So they're not following the teaching uh, that defines what Islam is, at least as you're uh, understanding right. it. And let's, for the sake of argument, say that you've got the right understanding. Right. So they're not following that. Well, exactly. isn't that what Muslim means, is to be a follower of Islam? So if they're not following it, then they're not Muslim. Troy, I, I hope nobody finds it offensive, but to give you an example, if a Catholic bishop molests a child, I'm, go I'm not going to say he's not a Christian. I don't have the right. I don't know. In Christianity, what's If he's unrepentant, right? he's not a Christian. Okay, then that's different. But in, in my opinion, I will say this is not befitting of Christ's behavior. He is a shame for Christianity. And people like him should be marginalized. They should be. They should repent. They should okay, come clean. Okay, but let's clarify. Right. If, because 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 again, you're you're using a metaphor simile right. to Christianity. In Christianity, if um, anybody that is a Christian does something that is a clear sin, like uh, you know, a pedophilia, right? It's an obvious clear sin uh, that Scripture is very clear about. If that individual repents then we, we consider them still a Christian mm -hmm. if it's a gen, you know, and we, we can't judge the heart. So, but if they repent, then, then we treat them as a Christian and, and we look to help to redeem them and bring them forth. If they don't repent, then that's where they get excommunicated. They get put out. And so, so that, uh, in but terms, can they still terms, call themselves Christians? Not, not by anybody who is a Christian. No, but can they, we are told. We are they told. Can in, they identify themselves as a Christian? They can self-identify. That's what I'm saying. So this is the definition. But we would we would call them a false believer. Okay. We would say that they that they're liars and that that they don't understand the truth. Okay. And so we'd be very clear. We wouldn't have any qualms, at least not on this show. <laughs> uh, uh, evangelical Christians, I'll say, have no qualms about being abundantly clear that such an individual uh, has has left the faith even though they claim to still be a Christian, that they've left the faith. But you're not saying that you're willing to go so far as to say that those people have left the faith. Right. You're saying See, that they can still believe that, but exactly, you're still willing to call them a Christian. The point I is, mean a Muslim. who is a Muslim who's not is an individual act in Islam? And I'll give you an idea as to, there was a, one of those defensive wars, a companion of See, Prophet Muhammad. See, this is very Muhammad. similar, I think, to what liberal Christians would claim. No, no, I was just going to tell you some data so you sure. know it's not my opinion. Because the 